Hey guys. Every time I do one of these, I have to remember how to do it. <laughs> What's up, man? Not much. How are you? Um, I just cut up one of my old shirts that's that I'm not fat enough to wear anymore, and I'm sewing into a camo vest. I found at Goodwill. <laughs> shit! There you go. Oh shit! Yeah, what are you doing, man? 
Uh, pretty much. That's the podcast. I woke up from a nap like two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> I can't nap. I can't nap like that. I I feel like I don't know. My my brain will not let me do that. I I have to do something like nonstop. Even if it's like random shit to a jacket. Yep. I have to, like, I didn't even expect to nap, to be honest. Like, I straight up, like, laid down, and I was all like this, I'm comfortable, and yeah. passed out. Yeah, dude. No, that happens. I mean, like, I'll get there, but then I, I can't, you know? I gotta get up and fucking or something. <laughs> I spend so much time in my apartment, because I fucking love it, uh, that somehow I don't nap. It's weird. Man, you're lucky because I can tell you right now, napping is the devil. Yeah, I know. I know. My mom, my mom, at least when I was growing up, my mom was a napper. She's like, here, here, take that like nap for like 20 minutes. She snapped for like two fucking hours. Hilarious. <laughs> I didn't get that, so. I just so. Or, you know, try to make memes or something. <laughs> oh, it was... It, it <laughs> my mom used to hate it when I was a kid. Freaking, I would like lay down like as a teenager, and she'd be like, "This, I don't understand how you nap for so long and you go wake up." <laughs> That's such a teenager thing, though, right? I mean, like, I definitely did that when I was a kid. Like my sister, my two sisters, and fucking teenage girls to nap like like eight times a day. Or all day. It's fucking weird. Always kind of weirded me out. Yeah, I think with the, uh, everything going on, like, I'm pretty much working full-time at Walmart and nonstop doing the podcast. I haven't really had time to, like, rest. Yeah. I know. So, like, go ahead. No, I, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Oh, fuck. Uh, so I know you guys are releasing a new album here soon. Yeah, Saturday. And I'm definitely ready for that. Yeah. My friend hasn't. Um, I'm, my friend was all like, "This. Do you want to go see Pit Lord?" I was like, <laughs> "Last time I seen those guys, I think it was like before COVID, and it was when you guys opened up for The Other's Murder." Yeah, that would have been the third show ever for us. And like. That was great. I forgot you were there. I knew you before that, but I forgot. Yeah, that was so cool. I didn't even really get to talk to those dudes, unfortunately. But man, they were. You know, I'm not like super hard into deathcore. I actually make fun of it a lot. But god damn it, those dudes are so tight and so good and like pro as fuck. You know, like, and they were good, just solid. I I, I like that a lot. Good show. Oh yeah, freaking that show was fucking epic. The only thing I I remember that show because when Dyer went on stage, I think I was recording one of their songs because I'm a big fan of Dyer's Murder. And like I put my phone away and like some dude who was like 6'2 turned around, popped me in the nose, and I was gushing out blood. <laughs> Like, was this the very beginning of the set? Did you miss it then? Uh, no. I was actually, believe it or not, I sat there the whole set 
with a bloody note, like, just let my blood throw, throw through. And I was like, I guess I go with this. You didn't break it, so... Because you wouldn't have been there then. <laughs> I got, I definitely got elbowed in the face during that. Uh, right as soon as, uh, what is it? New Gods, the New Gods came on. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, because that was the song I knew. And I ran up and I got through like three people. And then it was actually my friend Angel was like right there and just elbowed me right in the face. And it was dope. Oh yeah, she's super skinny, so it was like getting speared like a rock or something. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. But hell yeah, super fun show. I, I I like those guys a lot now. Oh yeah, they're teasing something new. I know that. Yeah, I like them. I like them a lot better now. Like they kind of blew up. I think I was still in high school uh, when like maybe that first one came out. I don't remember. I wasn't like super into it, but I heard um, before uh, Target before that came out, whatever the album that was, the one that got they got in trouble for like the album cover or something. That's all right, but Human Target super good. I'm all about it. That's heavy as shit, man. Oh yeah, I think the album before that was the Son of Misery because the album art was uh, I have the hoodie and it was a. Uh, it's a wolf and a sheep, and a sheep is like oh, sucking on the wolf. Okay, yeah. So I'm thinking of the wrong one. The one I'm thinking of had uh, it was like a like uh, somebody wearing like a suicide vest or something. So I think it's the one before that one. That's that's what I'm thinking of. I don't think I've heard the one you're talking about. That's I need to go back. Oh, you're talking about Holy War? Yes, that's it. I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was yeah, all right. That was all right. Yeah, I watched it. Like, I watch a lot of interviews with band members, and, like, CJ talked about, like, the writing process behind that, and he was, like, it was a talking directly about religion. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I've never seen any interviews from those guys. It, I That's something I don't do anymore. I used to watch a lot of interviews with people, and then I just kind of, like... Uh, I don't know. I just kind of stopped caring for like a little while. But I'll watch like Michelle talk every now and then because those guys are wizards. Oh, yeah. I I think like since I've been doing interviews, like I watch less now because like I do interviews now and I'm just like this. Yeah. This is entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that would be the last thing I'd want to, I would want to, uh, to, to do watch more interviews when I'm doing it like regularly. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely taken off. Like this year, like let alone, it's been crazy who I've interviewed. Yeah, dude, pretty cool. I've been seeing it. Like that's uh, you're 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 probably better at reaching out to people than I am. Like I, I I'm, like really shy and nervous when it comes to like messaging people every now and then. If I have to try and ask somebody something or look for a show, I'm like, ah, I don't want to message somebody. I'd be so bad. I'd be so bad at that. It got it, it got nervous like so like I didn't know who I was adding on Facebook because I was like, they look in a band ad, 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 and they'll give me music. <laughs> and like the first interview I ever did was with Angel Maker. Okay. Yeah. 
and I was like, holy shit. And now, like, me and him talk every so often, uh, the drummer. And I was all like this. Like, when the tour sold out with uh, Lorna Shore, when he's playing, I was like, congratulations, by the way. He's like, no problem, dude. I was like, when I'm in Chicago, I want a picture with you. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And now yeah. I can tell people I interviewed someone who's on a so what out tour. Yeah, dude. You get, I talked about this on my podcast. Do you get, like, you get eagerly, like, not maybe not like, starstruck. I'm not, I'm never, I would never be starstruck against somebody in, like, a death metal band, but, like, do you get, like, fanboyish, kind of, like, when you run into people? Like, when you meet people and get, like, weird? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, so, like, Body Snatcher is one of my favorite bands, believe it or not. And so, like, I messaged Kyle, their vocalist, like, hey, do you want to do an interview? And he was uh, like this, yeah, I'm down. And he, I was like, cool. Then, like, I went to see him in Des Moines, and he's like, not today. I'm just not feeling it. I was like, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, well, I guess that interview's not happening. <laughs> then, like, uh, Monday came around when they were in Iowa City. I was like, do you want to do the interview? Because I showed up, like, an hour early. And he's all like this. Yeah, where are you? I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, shit. And then, like, that was my shortest interview because I was like, oh, shit, now I'm nervous. And I left my notebook at home, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so, I, like, I, I wouldn't be good at interviewing because I don't know what questions to ask. Uh, I would just be remembering questions that people ask me. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, so, how'd you guys come up with the idea with the new album, if you don't mind me asking? Like, well, it changed a bunch. Um, so, like, yeah, I guess so. So, let me see if I can all the way back and not fuck my phone up. Um, so originally, my idea was. The album was going to be called Butchers from Beyond. And I had this concept, this art concept thought up where it was going to be like, like, like the viewpoint from like a helicopter flying over like a, a, a cornfield with a giant crop circle burnt into the corn, but is in the shape of a grill. And, and I was going to be like, you know, like, like, like alien grill masters or whatever come to earth and fight us and whatever. And that was going to be the idea. And but I really needed the artwork to be exactly that. And we had paid, uh, paid an artist to do it. And in the end, it just like, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't good enough, you know? And, you know, we paid the guy and moved on and, that's when everything changed, like, just, like, the next day, and came up with the new title, which was Gallery of Skewered Swine, and I shit you not, dude, we had been trying to think of, like, a, a new Cannibal Corpse one forever, and we're like, well, we're not gonna do Tomb of the Marinated yet, because that's just too obvious or whatever, we're so picky about, like, everything, <laughs> so, um, Dan said that, and he's like, we should write a song with that title, and I go, 
let's just rename the fucking album that. And that's when everything changed. And uh, that's when I found the artwork, the original artwork that I doctored up and edited a bunch was uh, some painting from the 1800s or whatever, some fair use shit. And I just added a bunch of blood and all that. And then that's, that's, we changed a bunch of song titles after that. I mean, the album really like became what it is now only like three or four months ago. <laughs> like once we got, we had everything. As soon as we had everything set, we set it off to, uh, to, to have them have everything pressed and yeah i should do it it was like a week i mean because dan probably only needed to week to mix it for like a week or so and get it ready for the vinyl and shit and and then it was all and we got really lucky and it only took like a few months to get the records and the cds we got CDs in like a month that didn't take long at all um yeah that was there isn't really a concept at this point um it just kind of came to be. We've been working on it since, I mean, right after we released Seasons, Seasonings in the Abyss, and we played a little bit, kind of right before COVID, kind of made every, made everybody unplayable for, you know, a few months. And oh, yeah. In that time, that's we just started working on everything and coming up with ideas right away. It's been going on forever. Honestly, like, we're just sick of this shit already. <laughs> like, I'm ready to do this show and you know, do some do some in the spring. You know, and maybe try to like do a weekend a weekend thing or something. But, you know, start writing new stuff and we changed everything about how we write now and how Dan set up this whole new studio set up in the basement and everything where we usually jam. So it's gonna make things even easier and we're gonna be writing again really soon <laughs> oh yeah that's that's what's up you guys definitely put in the grind work that's for sure yeah we didn't mean to i mean i like i say this in like anytime i talk to anybody about it like we started the whole thing started because we didn't want to do a lot of work <laughs> like it was just like a fun goof and because Crater was like less and less active, and we, me and Dan would just do it when we wouldn't have Crater practice. And then it, it just became it became this thing that we really, really liked, and everybody that we were showing it to really, really liked it. Was like it has to be a live band. And then I was just said, I just said, fuck it, you know, let's do it. Let's let's do it how we've been doing it, and be really good at it. <laughs> and I think now we're finally really good at it. I think. As far as you guys are definitely killing it. That's for sure. Yeah, we're okay. I mean, I I would say it's the most successful thing him and I have done, at least in in a sense that like our the whole new album, all the pressing and everything was completely paid for by itself. Like everything we made from selling the last record and merch and stuff. I mean, it just it's just all funneled back into it. And uh, we still pay. We still spend plenty of fucking money on other shit. But as far as like the big stuff, uh, the band is paid for it. So I call that successful. <laughs> oh yeah, I've still have uh, like, to do a lot of stupid merch ideas to do. Still, you know. 
Me and my friends were talking. Uh, me and my friend Zach were talking about like doing a band like you guys did, but yeah. we're gonna call it Waffle. <laughs> Dude, I don't care what it's about. Just call it Waffle. Holy shit, that'd be so funny. Then, like, the way we want to do our logo, like, if we ever did this seriously, like, it's going to be an unreadable logo. Yeah. With syrup. Oh, fuck it. It's super drippy. Like, like, drippy and spiderwebby for no reason. <laughs> I was like, I already got the first title of our first song. And he was like, yeah, what's that? I was like, Blue Waffle. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna get so many porno grind weirdos like following you guys, and then they're gonna realize you're just uh, singing songs about waffles. <laughs> These aren't about pussy; it's about waffles. God, this song's not about the actual blue waffle. We're talking about freaking blueberry waffles. Reason berry dog. No. <laughs> oh. Shit, I've been trying to get in a band, but like I said, I've been, like, I told him, I was all like, I've been in the music business since I was 19, and I was all like this, if you definitely are interested in doing this, I'm down, but I was like, the thing is, you better put in the time and the effort, because I'm not gonna do this half-ass shit. Dude, yeah, it's, it's really hard to find people that don't want to do it half-assed, you know? Like, it sucks, and then and then, even if you do find somebody, it's still work, and you still gotta like work. And don't get me wrong, I do plenty of sitting on my ass, you know. But I I am I am kind of working at that time too. But I mean, you gotta work on getting better at like everything. And I mean, you know it, like doing something like a podcast, you have to start figuring out a figuring out a bunch of shit on your own you know like like you just gotta you're always you can't do nothing if you're not gonna do it to be better at it you know oh yeah like i think the way i thought of it so like the idea came originally with the podcast believe it or not uh-huh. was um so do you know who reed johnson is i think that's his yeah. name uh, so he came up to me. He's like this. You have the connections with all these big bands. Why don't you just start a podcast? I was all like this. I don't know. A lot of my friends might be in big bands, but I don't think they're going to be interested in like, you know, sitting down and like talking to someone who just started. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, well, first of all, when you're a small band, that's kind of the only people that want to talk to you, you know? Like, I, I've, I've done shows with a lot of people that are a lot of podcasters and whatnot that are just kind of started or they're only like a handful of episodes in, whatever. I just like doing it, you know? I just like sitting around and shooting the shit. I don't do it a ton outside of my apartment anymore or, or shows because I work full time and, you know, I'd rather be around my fiance than, you know, listeners. So, like, and so, you know, and make smoothies and barbecue and stuff. That's like my life. Um, Congratulations on the engagement, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't remember what, what I was talking about. No, <laughs> I was trying to kind of not. Um, my bad. 
but it's work, man. Like, you gotta, like, people realize the amount of work they gotta do. Even if you, like, hire, like, a PR company, dog, you still find it, like, oh, I still gotta do stuff. I still gotta send people lists. You know, I still gotta learn. I still gotta not suck at writing my own band bio, which I still suck at. I still can't nail it. It's it's so funny trying to like do that shit. But like, you have to. And people don't do. People that like at least don't make effort efforts to do shit like that just don't don't get any done. Oh yeah, like so. Like when I he he gave me the idea. I was like, okay, so I sat down one night and I was like, I don't throw enough shows because I'm just like one of those local promoters. Like, if I get offered a show, I'll do it. Yeah. But like, I was all like, this, it's really not my grind because I work full time and trying to set up a show is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is. The whole time, nonstop. <laughs> so I was all like, this, the podcast would be easier to maintain then i realized i was like oh this is gonna even be even harder to maintain but i was like i'm gonna cage this beast uh so i was like originally so when i came out with the name wild man podcast i was all like this i'm gonna go for it see what happens and i downloaded the app anchor oh yeah yep and like i record like all the episodes, like, I have to leave my room for, like, how long the, ever the episode is, leave my room in complete silence, yeah. record the episode, then I'm going to start, like, mixing it, and I'm just like, this is going to be fun, and, like, I was like, I'm just going to see what happens, then, like, I need to come up with a logo for it, and, like, the guy who does, like, Spite's logo, and, like, yeah. all that shit, I was like, you want to do a logo for me? He was like, yeah, I'll do one for you. And he came up with it. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> what do you and think? Then, like, All right, what's up? What do you think about like AI generated art? Uh, I think it's okay. I've heard about that recently. Like someone told me like computers can do it for you now. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen any of it? Like, uh-uh. Like, well, like, I don't remember why I brought this up, to be honest. Um, Sony. Uh, but, like, well, I mean, I guess because a lot of bands have started using that for, like, album art and stuff. Because uh, you can just you can just have the, I don't know if Midjourney is software. I've not used it. Uh, we used Wombo for our, our cassette cover. We used AI to generate that because I just wanted to get art and have it out. And I just, like, collaged a bunch of it together. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like bands using it, like, for album covers. Like, because I, I like paying artists. I like talking to people and being like, hey, here's an idea. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what we wanted to do that. Like the, I want to say for the podcast, when he came up with the, of like, design for it, it was just, like, the, uh, like, I have, like, a prototype hoodie, and, then like, it has, like, my pod, uh, production thing on it, and it has, like, on the sleeves, it says, let's rock and roll, because, yeah. like, the idea of, like, Wild Man, like, the name from Wild Man came from my father. Like, my father's nickname growing up was Wild Man. Hell yeah. That's cool. And his quote was, let 
let's rock and roll and i think like i'm gonna start doing my like when i do like my first like introduction for spotify i'm gonna do like welcome to wild man podcast and let's rock and roll and like it starts the episode yeah dude can i try it's just just crazy like i never thought like like i said i never thought i was gonna be like talking to bands left and right like I had Carnifex on here and like forever ago and like Sean was the most loving guy ever. Yeah. He's definitely a brother. Like I went up to Iowa City when they played with Oceano Spite and left us up for Crown Magatar. Yeah, Wildwood. Yep. And like Scott was uh, when Scott was on stage, he was all like this. I want to give a shout out to the Davenport homies. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up." I was like, "You should plug the podcast." <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's cool. Like, I'm glad you're doing it. I like talking to people. Like, anytime anybody asks me to do it, I'm down. That's. I I, I gotta find a night to do it. But at, at, at most, that's that's the most work I got to do. Now that you can just set your phone up and go live on Instagram, you know. Oh yeah, like I'm try. I think I'm gonna try to still get Sam Kester. Oh yeah. Uh, because I was all like this. Sam's been doing the music scene for like forever. It seems. Yeah, dude. Long fucking time. Only long. I was all like, honestly. I want to get him on there because I'm like, huh, if I get him on the show, it would just be nonstop, pretty much be talking about how he does the promoting. Yeah. Because he gets all these big bands and it's just like this. If I get someone from my local scene on here because Sam's name's already out there, might as well hit it up. Yeah, dude. Fucking, oh, why can't you make it to the show on Saturday? Brain <laughs> Smasher. Hey, he's going. I respect, honestly, Ben, I have respect that you're going to a Dungeon Synth show instead of my show. That is a, that is a move. That is a move. And those are all my friends playing the Dungeon Synth show, too. Right up there. Uh, actually, Viridian Karns. I think that's how you say it. That's playing that show. I did the, I did, that's my friend Carl. I did the artwork for his EP. Shit. I'm trying to get my friend Zach to, he said he's going to try to go to both shows. I was like, you're nuts, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be, I wouldn't, I, you wouldn't see me going to both shows. That's for sure. Like, I had a, (laughs) <laughs> that was a tough choice. I fucking bet. <laughs> no, uh, I had a, I, there was a, I was considering when, when Celestial Serpent dropped from this show coming up and, uh, um, I hadn't gotten to Evangelist on yet. I was like considering maybe having my other band Obsidian Hammer play, but I was like, oh dude, I don't want to play twice. I've done that before. Not gonna do that. There's no fucking way I'd be going two different shows like in town in a day. That's craziness. That's like 20 year old me, probably. Oh shit, that'd be too much, dude. 
I'm definitely, definitely stoked for the uh, show you guys are coming out with. Are you guys bringing new merch with you guys? I'll have... Uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll have the new shirts. We'll have the new patches. Do I have one? Oh. We'll have uh, these. Oh, that stuff was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we had that was done by Goofgore. Oh shit, now I'm gonna have to pick up a patch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we'll have those, we'll have the new shirts, uh records, CDs. I still have records of the last album too, so we'll have everything. Yeah. And then have, like every other band there is gonna be fucking strapped with merch too. Like Toxic Ruins usually hauling. Have you listened to them? Have you listened to Toxic Ruin? I'm not going to lie. No, I have not. God damn it, Jacob. Come on. Come on. They're good. They're good. They're really good. Like, what I really, when we were booking this, I was like, I really wanted to have, you know, just a solid death metal show. But then we could not have Kronos Resistor on. And, uh, Frontal Assault, I've been wanting to have them play here forever, too, and, uh, no, it's not, it's just, and this is my Mike Stoklasa pillow, (laughs) that's, that's what that is, it's drunk Mike Stoklasa, it's not Animorphs, so, anyways, um, I wanted more death metal, and that's, uh, I'm glad we were able to get the Vangelist to fill in for Celestial, so, it's gonna be rad, man. It's, uh, it's all bands that have not played in Davenport other than you know, Austin Kronos, so I was really, really hard on about getting getting bands in that hadn't played here, you know. And I'm stoked. I'm excited. I'm super excited for Devangelist too. Those guys rip. Like it's like getting oh, yeah. Spire. Or like like anything like that. That's Devangelist, man. They're wicked good. I definitely like my friend Zach. I think he. If we all hang out with Shane from SCW. Uh huh. And uh, Shane was talking to me. He's like, "Yeah, I know the guys from Pit Lord." I was like, "Well, I know. I don't know Dan that well, but I know Landon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've known Shane forever. Oh, well, we've been buddies since. It's like ninth grade. I probably know him and Dan just as long. Like, yeah, I don't think I like. I've had much interaction interaction with Dan. Believe it or not, probably not. I mean, that's, you know, Dan. Dan's kind of in his own world. You know, he's he's probably not going to like float around like I will at a show, or you know, he's a little. It's. Uh, also, but I, like, met you randomly. Also, like, I didn't even meet you originally at a show. I met you when you were working at the mall. Yep. <laughs> like, you and I just met in the most random of circumstances because I would get my lunch where you worked every day or every other day. And you were like, oh, you asked me about somebody. A band I probably still haven't heard. Beartooth? Are you Beartooth or yeah? That was my hardcore metalcore days. Oh god! <laughs> I'm 
been nonstop. Like, <laughs> hey man, don't feel bad. It's okay. Do you know who Austin Korth is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He used to hang out like uh, back when me and Anthony Fitzgerald lived together. I love the homie. That's like a big brother to me, but he calls me the Steam Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'll take the name because, like, straight up, like, so when he, we first, me and him first met, I came out in skinny jeans, Osiris's, and an Asking Alexandria t-shirt. Because <laughs> I thought that was the most appropriate thing for a strip club. <laughs> yeah, everybody, is that what everybody wears Asking Alexandria shirts in strip clubs now? Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I've been to one in a minute. I'm glad. I can't. I'm not going to say glad. But I never really had a metalcore phase. At most, I I got really into Kill Switch Engage in like 10th grade. Well, end of heartache. Well, okay, no. So I, I loved Alive or Just Breathing, but then I just kind of fell off. And then End of Heartache came out, and everybody I was friends with in high school then was into it. And so I got kind of into metalcore a little then. And, you know, like, Lamb of God was blowing up. I listened to Lamb of God for a little bit. But then there'd be, like, frictions of, like, extreme shit in there. But I, I, listened, to, I listened to, you know, shit now that, me five years ago would have made fun of me, you know, for now I don't give a shit because it's like, dude, embrace the shit you listened to when you were a dork. Oh, that's like some of the best. Like, the, me and my fiance talk about it daily, like stuff that we listened to in, in like high school. Like, embrace it. That's what made you weird. That's what made you a weird adult. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to confirm those days. Those days, like... <laughs> How bad did it get? Come on, man. My freshman year, okay? So my friend Zach gives me crap every time we go to a show. And, like, when I'm talking to one of the bigger bands, he's all like this, do you know Jacob here used to listen to ICP? <laughs> I'm like, bro, don't bring those days up. That was my freshman year. Like, I didn't... So, like, I didn't get into metal until like the end of my freshman year beginning of my sophomore year like i had no choice because like i was just getting cds of like here you go here's icp yeah you got to experience like the very end of cds kind of like at least as far as people having them on their person sounds like and like That was a harsh hit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 love songs. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. I'll listen to, to Howard Jones. I'll listen to Howard Jones's Heartbreak anytime. Jesse can go fuck himself. It like he's so boring now, but I loved Howard Jones, man. Like that man, that man probably made me cry at least once or twice while I was on ecstasy, you know. Oh yeah, like I still have my Devil Wears Prada tattoo, and I will always support those guys. Plus, it's pretty expensive to get a tattoo removed. 
So kind of, kind of. <laughs> I only have one. I have two. I have two band tattoos. Mm-hmm. I have three. I have a so I got the Devil Wars Prada was the first tattoo I ever got. Then I got the color morale, like they were like a band from Rockford, I believe. And I got it because I was all like this. Uh, what they were standing up for was like kind of like I was like I need this in my life because it was for my sister. Like they were standing up for suicide of my sister. Like I lost my sister when I was sixteen from it. And I was like, I'm gonna get something for her. And like the tattoo, I wanted this. The like it says, hold on, pain ends. And the guy who tattooed me put the band name on top of my shoulder. <laughs> then I have like corns, uh, one of corns albums tattooed on my calf. So like when I wear shorts, people are like, see my anime tattoos and my spawn and my Spider Man. Then they see corn randomly that's chilling there, and I'm just like, they're like, that's which- not done. And I'm like, this, well, no shit, it's not done. <laughs> Which which album? Which corn album? Uh, it is See You on the Other Side. Oh man, that's way after my corn days. Oh. I got that at uh, album art because uh, a it's a baby holding a de- <laughs> ripped off teddy bear head. Okay, I don't remember that one. Yeah, and I was like. I was originally going to get a Slipknot album covered on me because I was just going to get all the members like tattooed on my leg. But I was like, that's a lot of members, and I don't think a tattoo artist is going to like me after that. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I loved Korn when I was like 12, but man, thank fuck I never ended up with Jonathan Davis's fucking face like tattooed on me. I don't think I would ever. I don't think I'd have forgiven myself for that one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's some album art that I want to get done. Like, there's a band you probably heard of, Aborted. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, I, I, I worship, I wouldn't say worship, I celebrate Aborted. Absolutely. And I want to get some of their album art tattooed on, like, my lower back. Yeah. And then, like, the Black Dial Murder. I want to get some of their stuff. Have you heard, have you listened to uh, Coffin Peter? Have you heard that band yet? I think so, yeah. Because it's like the vocalist from Aborted. I think it's most of Aborted. I don't know who all isn't in it from Aborted, but god damn, dude, that is like, it's like Aborted with more like breakdowns, kind of. Or just like sillier Aborted. I don't know how to describe it. Good god, man. I... I love that stuff. I love Aborted. That's, I feel like I should have gotten into that band way longer ago, but I just always kind of ignored them because I liked Gojira too much. <laughs> they were on the same way at the time. Aborted is actually, like, I got to go see them in Chicago in a couple weeks, and I'm actually stoked to go see them. That's the Lorna Shore uh, yep. tour. Yeah, I get a, I got my tickets like way in advance for that because I knew that was gonna sell out. Oh yeah, yeah. Lorna Shore's fucking massive. 
I'm not like super into them, but I get it. I get it. My favorite thing is when they, uh, I love Will Romos' vocals for To the Hellfire. Like, I forget what it, when it starts, but it sounds like an animal just dying. <laughs> like, I was blaring it at work the, uh, the other day, and my boss is like a hardcore, like, she's a very older lady, and she was all like this. The hell are you listening to? <laughs> I was like, a band called Lorna Shore. She was like, turn that shit off. <laughs> At least they, don't, they didn't have like a like a shocking name. Like I had to be like, this band's Goat Whore. Or, man, what are I used to listen to this grind band called Circle of Dead Children. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I used to just tell my mom band names. Just be like, oh my God. Uh, don't, 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 don't tell me those. But I never got to tell her that one. I don't think my mom knows Circle of Dead Children exists. I should text her. Guess <laughs> um, what I'm listening to I now. Own a, I, own a, I own a record by this band from fucking Long Island, New York, or wherever the fuck, called Circle of Dead Children. I just thought you should know. <laughs> I, just, I keep going ragged every freaking chance I get, and like, I non-sub dig through their stuff and I get random stuff. Yeah. And like... I love that place so much. I spend too much there. Oh, you're telling me. Last, uh, freaking, I went in there just expecting just to freaking get like two albums. Then I was like digging through the John Hopkins stuff they had. Yeah, I got some of his stuff. And I got Orange Goblin. And oh my fucking god, <laughs> that shit slaps. Yeah, orange goblins, the shit. They got like, they got a Molly Hatchet record from his from his lot. It was pretty rad, and it was super cheap. I those must be those must have been pressed forever. I don't know. But I was super happy to just get the orange goblin one. Freaking that! Uh, what orange goblin one did I get? It was freaking. I can't say I know much of their stuff by name. I I kind of listened to them a little bit when I was going through like uh like my my original like stoner metal or like stoner rock. I had like a stoner rock phase when I was in my twenties. I was kind of just ring like truck fighters and uh kind of weird psychedelic rock stuff, and I listened to them a little bit. But I definitely got distracted by other stuff and then never really revisited the sword. I think that's when I discovered the sword. Oh, shit. They have so many freaking... Okay, it's called Cope de Grace. Okay. Uh, I think so. It's with, like, a freaking goblin on the cover with an axe. Yeah. And I was like, this, the, when I opened it when I got home, because I thought it was already open, when I opened it, it was like, oh shit, it's not even opened yet. Yeah. That dude bought shit. That dude bought shit nonstop. He was like a fucking, he was like a tour manager for a while, and he was like a, he was like a traveling, he was like high on fires traveling sound guy. He used to run sound on fucking 70,000 tons of metal tour and shit. Like, John Hopkins knew everybody, dude, and he went everywhere. 
Like, he had so much stuff, like you said, that had not been opened. Like, I, the, one of the other, I got a cavity record from him, like a picture disc, and it was, I mean, it, it never been, that, that the plastic never been unsealed. It was wild. Super stoked to get some of his stuff. I felt bad for opening it, but I was like, I love this album. And, like, the freaking album, like, talks about, like, horror things. Yeah. And I was like, this fits into my tattoos, and this fits into my personality. I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, whatever. Fucking. I'm a nonstop listener. Death metal, deathcore, and, like, hardcore. Have you listened, have you gotten into, have you listened to Jesus Wept at all? Uh-uh. I would. Uh, I've been jamming them a little bit, too. Uh, it's kind of like, it's definitely more on the hardcore side. It's super groovy, super fucking, uh, yeah, the store did break, just break up. That's such a fucking bummer. Uh, no, but uh, Jesus Wept, it's like super groovy hardcore, really riffy, um, Oh man, I'm gonna. This is probably wrong, but it's almost like if Hatebreed had cooler riffs and cooler vocals. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, Jesus Wept is fucking bad, though. I forget where they're from. I think they're from Detroit. Um, when you said hardcore, that's just what made me think. Because I don't listen to a lot of hardcore, but when I hear something like, like, uh, I know Nails isn't that, but Nails' sound does just emanate, just make me think hardcore. Uh, but listen to Jesus Wept, I'm like, man, there's probably so many other hardcore bands I'd probably super dig. I just don't explore the genre too much. Oh, yeah. Like, I I think my favorite hardcore band, uh, and sadly they broke up, was Every Time I Die. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. They were super cool. And, like, I got to see them in Iowa City, and I was all like this. This is what's up. Then, like two months, like a month later, they broke up. I was like, "Oh, this is disappointing." <laughs> well, by the sounds of it, like it needed to happen. I don't know. Those dudes have been doing it forever, too. I mean, you know, it's 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 a bummer, but look, man, like some of those 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 dudes that toured and toured and toured and toured and toured, uh, that that gets hard after a while. You know, I'm still trying to do it. But like, imagine—I can't imagine spending like six, six to eight months on the road, on off. Fuck, that would that drive a person crazy. And then do that for years, do that for twenty years. You know, super hard. So yeah, bummer. But they have so many fucking albums. Like, there's a lot of every time I die out there. Oh yeah, I got their newest one. Their newest one, the one before that one, like I got nonstop. Like I, I'm missing three from their vinyl collection. Yeah. My, f- oh, I got lucky. Like I got to meet Andy, and like he was one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. Like, and then I got to meet Goose, and Goose came down from like their drum set and like stepped down, and like looked at me directly and handed me their set list, and he was like, "Here you go." <laughs> So I'm like, I tell a lot of people, I'm like this. I got one of the last times every time I died, broke up set list. Yeah, dude. That's what a what a sad a sad uh what's the what's the word up the souvenir to have though, right? 
Like, uh, oh, yeah. Probably the, the, the one of the last 20 shows they ever played. No. Then fucking... The Acacia Strain's been doing it for a hot minute. I know that. Yeah, long enough that, like, I liked them, and then I didn't like them, and then I got back into them, and now I'm kind of bored with them again. <laughs> like, I think... What the fuck? Uh, Wormwood was the last Acacia Strain album I really, like, enjoyed, and then I kind of... They kind of fell off for me after that. Yeah, uh, I know they go on tour next spring, and I was talking to Vincent on Twitch, and I was like, bro, I'm excited to see you guys again, and he was all like this, and I want to do the opening for JFC, and I was like, that song does fucking, like, I have, like, someone at work, ma like, made a knockoff shirt of theirs, don't sue me, Acacia Strain, I swear to God, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, like, uh, I fucking got a knockoff shirt, and I got some of the lyrics uh, as a shirt, and I wear it around my aunt. And mind you, my aunt's very Christian and very conservative. And, like, when she read the lyrics, she was like, that's not even funny, Jacob. <laughs> oh, I miss, I miss getting to, to make relatives angry with that stuff. They're all so used to it from me now. Not shocking to any of them anymore. Well, the uh, the the artist murder hoodie I have is the wolf and the sheep, like I said, and it's the it's a metaphor from the Bible. It's the wolf is Satan, and the sheep is the God's followers, and the uh, sheep sucking the wolf's tit. So she gets really offended by that, especially with the pentagram in the middle. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it's been a long time since somebody in public has even said anything, like, about a shirt or whatever. But I don't think I have anything anymore that's, like, super violent or, or like, shocking, other than satanic shit. I feel like that just bounces off people now. Yeah, my freaking ex, freaking, I hate her to death now. Uh, freaking, so, like, I dated a girl a few, like, a year ago, and, like, I, she packed up all, I grabbed all my shit and fucking left one day, because I was like, I'm not dealing with this crazy shit no more. <laughs> and, like, I was like, I'm missing my aborted shirt. And I, I saw so I text her, I was like, do you have my aborted shirt? And she was like, no, I was like this, well, I don't have it, you have to have it. <laughs> And I was like, you don't even listen to that stuff. Like, when we dated, you were the rap person and I was the metalhead. I don't know how we even started dating. Uh, yeah, I can say that about everybody I've ever dated. Pretty much. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the last time we've actually, actually seen each other, I was engaged at the time. Probably, yeah. And now I'm engaged. <laughs> yeah. this time. Oh. my ex that shit pissed me off my ex fiance is a oh god I would fucking if you're watching this I hope she's going to hell <laughs> <laughs> man he's actually gonna end up there now because of this Instagram interview 
fucking thing that pissed me off the most with her. So, like, we spent so much time together, then, like, she won't admit it, but I paid all the fucking bills, and I fucking couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Done that. That's hard. That's that. I, that's why I left. <laughs> Those situations. Like, nope. Uh. And then, like, she freaking... the. Then, like, I want to say, like... She wanted to try an open relationship. That shit went sideways. And I was like, fuck this. Then, like, she freaking... Now she's married to a dude, the dude she left me for. I think that's fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, I guess it worked out in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Now, like, when I go through, like, people you may know, her her new husband is, like, people you may know. I'm like, ah, that's a little awkward. I'm good. I think if I get a... You might exit out so that they don't pop up anymore. I've had to do that with people that just these faces just annoy me. Like, why does that guy keep popping up? Who's uh get out of here? Fuck yeah, like <laughs> Fuck, it's good catching up with you, man. It's been a hot minute. I actually I am probably gonna uh take off and well continue sitting on the couch and fall asleep. That um, sounds good. So you're going to be there Saturday, though, right? Yes, I am bringing my friend, um, well, he bought the tickets. My friend Sean Boblet, yeah. you know his dad. Yeah. yeah, I know. I feel like I do know a couple of them, yeah. <laughs> and um, so his son bought the tickets, and his son was like, you want to go see Pitlord? I've never seen him live. I was like, sure, I'm down. And he's like, originally I was going to go, but fucking bills came up. Then he was like, I'll pay for tickets. Yeah, yeah. And it's cheap as fuck, too. And I only wanted to do 10 bucks. Fuck it. I just want people to go. <laughs> yeah, so I'll see you on Saturday. Hell yeah, dude. We'll be there. All right. See you later, bro. See you, buddy. Hey, guys.